these policies in many instances either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States. Living next to you is in some ways like sleeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, where one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Ladies and gentlemen, it is October 3rd, 2013. And welcome to episode number 33 of the Sleeping with the Elephant podcast, where we put the U in color commentary with myself, Mr. Paul Swickard. And with me, as always, is Mr. <laughs> Ryan. I still have a functional government, Murphy. Hello, Ryan. Well, functional, maybe. <laughs> more functional than yours right now, but I wouldn't That's call true. it the best functioning government. Yeah. So we have a behemoth topic, really, mm-hmm. to talk about, and... Folks, I, I mean, there's a lot I could say, and obviously and the majority of the show is going to be covered by the shutdown, and hopefully I can shed some light on this to our Canadian and whoever else is from any other country friends. Um, yeah. It, it, and this is – and that is not to say that I understand it. I don't. But, yeah, I think you and I have a little bit of a different per- perspective. But before that – you had a bachelor party. Yeah, it wasn't my bachelor party. It was a it was a, a part of a wedding, uh, uh, and uh, he had a bachelor party, and I was there. And it was not at all like the hangover, nor was I expecting it to be. Um, you know, Why like, would it be like the, were you in Vegas? No, no, no. We went whitewater rafting. Okay, well, that's already not like the hangover. Well, okay, um, maybe the hangover <laughs> is a bad example. I, that's a jokey joke, but you know how your typical bachelor party, like your your TV movie bachelor party, there's like a stripper, there's lots of uh, drinking, uh, mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. gets hurt. Um, two out of the three things happened. Um, huh. There was a lot of drinking, as okay. are all Canadian parties. There's no strippers, but someone did get hurt. Uh, I think this is a very Canadian thing. I think we were like uh, an hour in, two hours in, getting to the resort. And we're in the hot tubs. There's two hot tubs, and we've sort of split. I was in base camp A, and the bachelor was in base camp B. And one of the uh, one All of the right. party members threw a beer across and hit him square in the face. <laughs> for the rest of the year. That, that does sound like a bachelor party uh, screw up. Yeah, and then after, and you know, it's funny. It's like, man, if if he's gonna get a gash across the face from throwing a beer, like, what what are we gonna get at whitewater rafting? <laughs> and uh, actually, it was it was fine. Um, we got we got dumped once, uh, which is man scary. Uh, being underwater and not knowing when you're gonna come back up. Dumped. Got it. Right. We're not talking about relationally dumped. No, 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 no. That would have been a new record if all six of us got dumped. Uh, <laughs> While we were away, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, man. It'd yeah, be perfect. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to say it because it was like, it's like I tried to explain is it, is it. So, what is it capsized? Well, like, yes, actually, that well, that would probably be a that's close. I remember okay. I was trying to describe it to friends, and um, it turns out that the guide had um, uh, had rigged it so we would fall out in the sense that he was supposed to call a, a get down order, which is everybody gets in the boat and huddles down as opposed to being on the edges to paddle. Uh-huh. Um, and that protects you from falling out. So he didn't call that. So when we hit a, a, a rapid, the boat just literally stopped and everybody lun- like went straight to the left. 
Uh, and, uh, you know, all six of us went in and I was explaining this to, um, <laughs> my fiance when we got back and I, I had a poor choice of words where I said, Oh, and you know, the guide got, was pretty good at getting us all off the boat or getting us all off. I, I left boat off, off the, uh, the sentence. It was pretty right. disturbingly, um, sick and I didn't mean it to sound like that. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Well, it was, how else are you going to get rid of your Canadian angst? I don't know. I don't know. But that's a lot of guys getting off. Um, I don't know if, if we need to go it's any not, further with that. Not going to touch that one. Yeah, exactly. That's what she said, um, literally. Uh, but, no, it was – I don't know. Have you ever been whitewater rafting? Have you ever been to a bachelor party is a better question. Me? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And was it at all like that? Nah, no, no. I think I, I think it's a misnomer that all bachelor parties are the same, because I've the ones I have been to or been a, you know been directly a part of have been all really different. Mm. Like it just kind of the way it is. It's like a, a, okay, yeah. one time like, do you know what Dave and Buster's is? No, is that like a uh, a, a shit? No, it is not like that. Oh, okay. What is it? It's a place for basically food and video games and pool and So it's like an arcade? Sports. Yeah, it's like an adult version of an arcade. Oh, I want to have my bachelor party there. Right. So we had my bachelor party there. Um, Another bachelor party, we went to Las Vegas for the weekend, like the typical thing. And it was... (laughs) I I heard some stories. Uh, about uh, Vegas bachelor party. I'm not going to name names or recount the stories that we heard on the way uh, up to our uh, current bachelor party, but I heard some pretty sick and nasty uh, Vegas weekend. It, it, you, I will say that you get in what you put out. <laughs> I was going to say you get in what you put out. Uh, no, you you get out of it what you put into it. It really is that, like, you just, I mean, I don't think trouble finds you necessarily right well they but were looking for trouble are looking for it you will find it they were looking for trouble and they they got it and uh they they hit all three uh someone got oh, hurt okay. there was beer and there was definitely strippers <laughs> got it was the stripper the one that was hurt is the real question uh no no <laughs> you know that like we have to like discuss this right well, okay, I'm not going to go into details because this is a family podcast. Um, it is? Okay, well, it's it's Fuck not you, it it's is. not the kind of podcast where we're going to discuss what strippers do. Sure, sure. But they got, like, robbed by strippers. At one robbed? Point. Yeah. Oh, that's freaking brilliant. Yeah, but then again, you don't brilliant. fight with strippers because, like, they got people that manage them that can hurt you. Right? And, are, are, not pimps. Don't use the P word. Are you talking about pimps? That's managers like uh-huh. why would you call them pimps that's rude you are you're you putting down the whole stripping uh uh, uh industry that was your good sir insinuation and no. i don't think manager uh, with a baseball bat right and i don't think i could take a canadian stripper seriously that's well, all no. i'm saying that's what they were in the states they were you know if they were in canada there would be you know bartering system they would be you know they would apologize <laughs> there would be no fighting it's see. This is the difference between Canadian strippers and American too strippers. Nice, yes. American strippers get angry at you, and they don't get naked. Canadian strippers, you know, they're cool. I guess I don't know. I wouldn't know if, if anyone's listening. Um, they're you know apologetic. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm just you really have no idea, do you? No, but I'm pretty sure they're just as mean as American strippers. They probably all go to the same school. Moving on. Yeah. Moving, moving the fuck on. Okay, Uh, folks. Again, the shutdown is a big deal, and it's like, and uh, yeah. Why did you shut down, Paul? All right. Well, here, let me let me play. Let's let's introduce this with a bit of humor, shall we? Sure. I'd like to I'd like to play a clip for you. Oh, great. How do you look at them and say how how do you deny them access? I don't get that. Well, it should be difficult. It is very difficult. Park Service should be ashamed of these things. I'm not ashamed. You should be. This woman is doing her job just like me. I'm a 30-year federal veteran. I'm out of work. Well, the reason you are is Mr. Reed is... No, it's because down. the government won't do its job and pass a budget. Well, how's the job? They passed the Senate has Come on, let's, don't, let's take this somewhere else. <laughs> so, the, what makes that funny is the fact that the person who is complaining to the park ranger over a closing is in fact a <laughs> is in fact a congressman from Texas Mr. Representative Randy Nugbar right Nugbar Nugetbar I think is how it's pronounced I, that's worse well i mean that's what we're going to call him <laughs> Mr. Nugetbar i can't do it <laughs> I can't do it with a straight face. No, and he was he was upset that the park was closed. Well, why and, would he be upset? Okay, all right. He so looks old. This is the intro to what we're going to talk about. All right, mm. Mr. Ryan. What? You may have heard over the wire that the federal government of the United States is not currently functioning. Like, literally, like, and I don't mean in a, a jokey joke, ha-ha, they're completely incompetent kind of way. I mean in the literal... Okay, we are a skeleton crew. That's so weird. I have heard that. Yeah. So, okay. I have no idea what the perception is from the outside here. Like, I, I, you know, I'm on the outside in the sense that I am watching Congress do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wonder what, like, you kind of think about, like, this as, in the greater context of a country. Like what? What was your first thought when you heard that the federal government wasn't like wasn't working? Um, it was weird. It's like you look around, and maybe this is different in the states, but if you look around in Canada and you don't realize how much impact the government has with everyday services and and facilities until they go away or they're cut or they're affected by by service changes. So when I hear that the government has shut down and basically stopped all extracurricular stuff, you know, uh-huh. like and and you know, like shut down parks and stuff, it's like that's crazy. And yeah. I'm sure Stephen Harper's looking at it, it's like, man, that'd be a really great way to save money. It's just shut everything down. It <laughs> like for a yeah. month. Think of how much money you would you would save if you, you shut everything you would down. Save for a month. you would create a if this goes on for a month. Where like. It's already a major headache. I can't imagine what it would be like after a month. Well, it's a staring contest now, isn't it? From what I've heard. Well, okay. Now let me give you. Let me give. Yes. Let me give you some broader context okay, here. Good, okay. Good. Um. The first government shutdown. Yeah. Okay. 
how to put this. The last time we had a government shutdown was mm-hmm. in 1995. Okay. And it lasted 22 days. Yikes. And, yeah. And again, it was over something similar. I was alive but didn't really pay attention. Um, now, as a result of this shutdown, about 800,000 people don't work or can't, or either like just they don't have a job really. They're not going to work just mm-hmm. instantly. Um, starting – so, okay, again – I'm having difficulty finding out where to start with this. Uh, not all of the federal agencies are not functioning at all. Mm-hmm. Like, but some big ones aren't. Like, for you know, we talked about the National Park Service. That's one. The EPA is another, which is the Environmental Protection Agency. So I could go whaling right now. Yeah, in theory. Oh, okay. No, no, you could not. It's still and, okay. And I'm yeah. not talking about environment. You're, you're. Oh. Environmental protection, as in smog. Uh, well, can the EPA even stop smog when they are fully employed? I don't know. They'll try, and some 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 places are better at it than others. How do you stop um, smog? Basically, any the only things that are still functioning are what are in quotes life saving services. Okay, and that's a very broad term. Um, things like border patrol. Or air traffic control or federal prisons, for example. Like, you know, we still have guards at federal prisons, for example. Well, I would think that a lot of government services could be considered life-saving, except for maybe parks. You could. Um, Where it gets more hazy is something with, like, the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control. Right. They're more like they, research standpoint right now. Right? Kind of. But yeah. they're also really like, have you ever read The Hot Zone? No. It's an, it's an older book. It, it The CDC is really good at, or at least their job, is to kind of both contain and try to predict what is going to happen with a major outbreak of some kind of virus. Oh. So, Yeah. So I they're mean, constantly monitoring, like, you know, trends and stuff to make sure, like, there isn't right. this huge zombie infection happening. Right. And the reason the, the hot zone was it about Ebola outbreak that happened on the East Coast. Right. So, yeah, that's what they do is they try to both contain and figure out the origin of the virus and try to figure out what's going to happen next. That's their job. And these people right. aren't being paid. They're not working. Oh, they're all. not working. <laughs> right. But, but the not but the, the life saving services, they are not being paid. Right. So a Except lot for of the military, uh, right? I know I don't know about every single one, but I do know that the air traffic control, for example, they're forced to work forced in quotes and not be paid for it. And the reason that is is because like it the the only real threat that they could do at that point is quit. Right? So weird. So, yeah. Okay. So this is just – I'm just giving you a broad thing of what's happening now. Right. This is what is going on. So this is what – a lot of the government, like I don't know percentages, but a lot of people are are not working that are normally associated with the federal government. Now, I know this hasn't happened in a long time, so you probably won't be able to answer, but I'll ask it anyways. Like these people who are working for free basically – uh-huh. Is are they going to be expecting some sort of like kickback when this all goes back to normal and then it has get... to be voted on? 
well, that worked out I know, last which, time, didn't it? Right, exactly. So the only one that I can more or less guarantee is going to be paid are military services because it is really, really bad politics to not pay the military. Oh, like that, course. that will get you freaking that you will not get reelected if you don't support the military. I, oh. I feel bad about saying that, but it's true. See, uh, that's the thing I don't uh, understand is like your country preaches like freedom and, and, and you know, sticking togetherness uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I just give the, uh, the, the military their money and then everybody's going to be happy. Don't, well, piss, we can piss off the air it, traffic it, control, but the border right. control. And, and the only reason that is, is public perception. That's really the only reason that's true. It's um, ridiculous. But anyway, and just to, to dissuade everybody from like knowing what this is going on, uh, that didn't make any sense in it. Uh, both congressmen and senators will be paid as normal. Like it, Many of them have, to their credit, many of them have refused a paycheck until this is over, mm-hmm. but they, are, they will be getting paid. And, and because, that they're is because, because they're considered essential services, voted on by themselves. <laughs> but but they're, they're technically working to resolve this shutdown, right? That is what they are supposed to be doing, yes. Okay. That's, okay. that's not what so I asked, is, but are they doing is, it? <laughs> I'm just telling you the what. Okay. okay? Now we what. have to get to the natural question, why? Um, the reason that... All the entirety of government is shut down is because they couldn't agree on a spending bill, meaning that essentially the federal government didn't have a budget, meaning that you have a a a huge a massive workforce that nobody like there are no funds allocated for, at least like in any like representative type sense. So that's why. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, So, and you've probably heard a lot about the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. So, Obamacare was supposed to go into effect on the 1st of October, which was two days ago. And it's not, he has not called it Obamacare. It's actually called the Affordable Care Act, but everybody else has called it Obamacare just because they, you know, they associate it with Obama and shit like that. Um, and the whole idea behind Obamacare was they were tr- the, the federal government is trying to give people the opportunity to buy affordable health insurance who otherwise would not be able to. Mostly because of things like pre-existing conditions or uh, essentially things like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, the, they were trying to give affordable health care to what most insurance companies have deemed uninsurable people. Okay. So that re and so all of this shit went down on the first or rather like the moment the clock struck 12 on October 1st, we didn't have a budget. And the reason we didn't have a budget is because the mostly conservative Republicans are, were crying about, they essentially wanted to defund Obamacare, hence the spending bill. Part of the spending bill was Obamacare. Okay. So that was their major problem with this. Now, okay, let me and let me also be clear: this is not a this was not a formal debate 
about this healthcare act, the healthcare act was already passed into law. So let's just marinate on that for a second. This was a law. This was voted upon, debated to no end, and passed eventually. And the reason this is coming up again is because is simply because they didn't like it the way it was, the way it was passed. So they wanted to defund it. That's basically what it boiled down to. (laughs) Weird. All right. Okay. So all of this amounts to a lot of people in Congress ending, ending up standing more or less standing on ideology, mostly Republicans. I mean, it's fair to say that it is the Republicans and the public perception is right now for them is that they caused this. And I see where they're coming from because this bill was voted on. Like this went through 50 votes more than that. And a presidential election. When you say 50 votes, like 50 individual votes, 50 times have like various votes through the, through the house of representatives and the Senate. So this was voted on 50 times to try to get it passed. So it got there. The time for debate and the time for all of the nitpicking and all the little crap about how this thing was supposed to be implemented got there. And eventually enough people, mostly, again, party lines here, and most and finally got to a point where enough Republicans said, okay, this is a good idea and voted for it and they finally passed. Now, the real problem here, Ryan, mm-hmm. is that the Republicans do not agree, and, you know, and I can't say this is, is true about, um, uh, uh, you know, the Democrats either. But the real problem is that they are having a major disagreement among themselves. There's like there are Republicans, and then there are like Republicans in bold letters, or a lot of people have deemed them Tea Party Republicans. So what they're doing essentially is saying that this is incredibly bad tantamount to we we are stopping everything we are burning down the house because we don't like this hmm yeah so i i mean the weight that they are putting on this not even it's not even it's not even necessarily that they're explicit about it though they kind of are but they are stopping everything in order to like to focus on one thing, okay. So like that's everything. A, every asset, like every facet of the federal government, is affected by this. And that's a good point. Like, here's a good question: Is is it literally the only problem they have with the budget that they're trying to pass? Is that Obamacare is in there? Like, yeah. they are literally stomping on everything because of one. Yes, I still fail to understand why Obamacare is bad. I, I don't either. I think – well, again, it's ideology. In their mind, it is this will this will lead to even further privacy issues, which I don't know that they care about in the first place. What? That is ridiculous. Privacy issues? Yes, privacy issues. That's been brought up. Privacy There's, issues meaning the federal government is now going to know about your health status. The federal government probably knows what you had for dinner because you Instagrammed it. Like why That's, would <laughs> – Okay, well, if I wanted anybody to know that I had, uh, you know, a broken arm and needed assistance, it's going to be the government because they, they 
That's so ridiculous. Well, uh, well, that's and that's just one part of it. it again, I know a broken all, arm isn't a privacy are, issue, but these are all ideological problems, right? Like they believe in a smaller federal government or smaller government of period, and this definitely does not do that. This definitely is increasing the government's breadth into which they can uh, they can participate in our lives basically yeah uh, that okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a good enough reason mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's what they think and so I guess where I'm really where the part that irks me is this is really a big problem for a great many people like even people not necessarily directly affected by it anyone any private company that has to deal with immigration law or anything that needed some sort of federal approval, marriage licenses for is another example, but you know, depending on where you are, like states have to issue them and then you have to, and then federal government gets involved. Hmm. It, it just, it, a lot of people are being affected by this and it, the reason this is happening is strictly an ideological one. Okay. So, okay. So how, how does it end? It does <laughs> like, is Obama going to blink or like, well, if I were... that's kind of the thing, right? So again, this is, this is purely public perception, at least from my, where I'm sitting, public perception is the Republicans are like, are stopping. If not even Republicans, but a few Republicans are willing to burn down the house in order to, get their point across um what do you mean by burn so down the house i mean like we don't need they, no water let these mother effers burn is that what you're talking about no i mean oh they're gonna like they're gonna they're gonna hit themselves despite their face so i mean that like i mean that if i don't have my way then nobody gets anything Okay, but what happens when nobody gets anything? Like, do you do another election or something? Like, you reelect the House? Wait, okay, okay. So, basically, this this whole thing is contingent upon a spending bill. Yeah. That's really all there is to it. So, they have to agree on the spending bill. Three three entities, basically. The House, the Senate, and the President. Uh-huh. This has to go through three people, three groups of people in order to pass this to pass it okay. right and once and once they do agree like i mean i can't imagine that obama wouldn't sign anything faster than this to get make this thing go away but the the pro, again the public perception is that republicans are really screwing us and so they are willing to the the reason they're begging for for the president and, and the democratic party to like to give on something to negotiate with something to like say just give us a little so that they can save face okay. that's that's what does that make sense so they don't want to appear weak so they can't just say okay you're right and yeah it's and, gone and so give, it's, it's right it's gone too far it's gone too far so one of them is going to have to give up a little bit to get the country back to its normal now okay here's the next question uh it's all about public perception because with an election coming up in three years like uh, obama obviously isn't going to get elected again he can't but his party can so i mean he still has to think about that 
but sure. three years is a long time, and you well, know, and there are going to be congressmen and senators elected before then, and that is when is that? Twenty fourteen. Uh, it depends. I don't know exactly the rules, but there. Are, uh, I know that there's going to be another big deal vote in 2014. Okay, so that that all being said, like, um, what's public perception? Is is the public blaming Obama or is the public blaming um, Congress? You know, there's plenty of people. There's plenty of blame to go around. Right. I think that right, even conservative people that I've talked to, it, it seems like most of them are thinking that that. I, I think that I think everybody is in agreement that the entirety of government right now is not very functional, like meaning that they can't get shit done, and it's been that way for I don't know how long. So does that mean so, you guys need a new system? No, I don't. I mean, we can't. I do think that <laughs> We've, it's it's been it's gone too far, guys. We can't change the. Well, okay, we can anybody well, who tries to change anything the looks thing like is we're a. a we're a two-party system. Nothing's going to change that, I don't think. Well, I just mean well, three, like, I suppose. But, but yeah, what does need to change, I think, is people need to actually like negotiate. People need to actually like sit down and actually do something for what is best for everybody. And that's the real thing. Is like, I, I they need to think about what is best for us as a group of people, rather than their even their own constituents. You mean have respect for each other? Oh, respect and just have a have an appreciation for the common good, which right now it certainly doesn't seem that way. Hmm. Like, it, but it, having said that, I would say that the majority of Americans think that the Republicans are just being stupid, and I can't. Huh, I'm going to be real interested to see how, how what this effect because this is huge. I can't. I don't know what this is going to do to the next election. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think someone's going to come out of this looking bad, right? Yes. And I mean, you could you like okay, you could argue that, you know, the Democrats are just as to blame as the Republicans and I think that's true to a degree. I also think that this was voted on. This was a law. This is not, this is this wasn't this was debated to no end. And I understand that laws can be ratified. I get that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But they are talking about ratifying an already existing law just on principle and they're stopping government to do it. That's where I just get inflamed because – So in that – with that point of view, do you blame Congress or do you blame the president? Oh, I think that everybody uh, – me personally, I think that they're – I really don't think Republicans have much to stand on. And you may not think – you, Ryan – Murphy, mm-hmm. you may not think that I am a reasonably conservative guy and that I generally identify with more more ideologically Republican things. And that might not – you might not believe me. Right. But that's kind of true. And the problem is is that, uh, you know, see, being a Republican is not what it used to be. It really isn't. Like now you have to be – you have to think that – what's it you have to hate gays you have to <laughs> you no seriously no, you have you have to you have to think that global warming is a con you you just you have to agree with all these things and it's idiotic it is getting to the point of just ah uh, there you guys really need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. I would. I would rather. I. You know what I think. I'm. I probably am a more liberal Republican, if that makes any sense. 
Well, most like, I, I want I want efficiency. Like yeah. I, right, that's what I really want. I want things to work better. Most people go middle of the road when it comes to politics because they pick. Most you, people do. Yeah, the, but most politicians the, don't. Most politicians absolutely do not. Yeah, so the problem is you have to elect one side or the other. And, well, and another thing you have to consider is depending on what you vote on, if you're a congressman, Ryan, and you are with one particular party, if you vote in a different party direction on, on an important bill, let's say, mm-hmm. then that means you're ostracized from your own group even. So how are you supposed to get anything done at that point? Okay, this this brings up a good point. Um, do you want to know how this stuff works in Canada, basically? Okay, so this this all I hope I've helped people understand what's going on a little bit. Uh, what, <laughs> what? How does Canada? Like, what do you want? What, what's up with Canada? Let, let me read this. Let me let Please. me read what happens in Canada when when it, when it comes to passing a budget. Please. Uh, I'm going to read this, and you're going to you're going to laugh, but it's still interesting. Okay, the budget is announced in the House of Commons by the Minister of Finance, who traditionally wears new shoes while doing so. Okay, that, that's a good point. We're going to come back to that. The budget is then voted on by the House of Commons. Budgets are a confidence measure, and if the House votes against it, the government can fall. And this has happened. This last happened in 1980. Um, the government party strictly enforces party discipline, usually expelling from the party caucus any government MP who votes against the budget. So what you said before is that if you vote against your party, you're ostracized. If you vote against the budget, uh, against your party's budget, you're you're thrown out of the, the caucus. You know, you're thrown out of the party, basically. Um, and they have that authority, I guess. Now, uh, we have two types of government where you can have a majority government when you get enough votes and you control uh, the House. Right. Or you get a minority government where there is your opposition is close enough, but you still won. And usually a budget is passed uh, when you're – usually a budget, a majority budget is more along the lines of your party. And then if you're a minority government, the budget is usually takes into a effect like other parties – mentalities so it does get passed because if it doesn't pass government falls apart in the sense that a uh, uh what do they call it it's a specific type of vote um anyways but when it falls basically an election is called okay. you know the uh the opposition or the house of commons basically has no faith in government that they can't get a, a budget called so basically what's happening now and then we go to an election like we actually have a federal election and we re-elect the prime minister. Weird. Yeah. I, I don't know where this train ends, to be honest with you. I, I just know. don't. I, I, it, in, in theory, I suppose the worst of naysayers met would eventually, like if they really couldn't come to an agreement, I, I, I don't think this was happened. But, but I suppose the worst, worst case scenario is that. Well, it is that we had we would have had we have to rebuild the federal government? I suppose. Like, I guess that's the worst possible idea. So it is. Yeah, I can come up with because like, you don't have like you don't have like a higher power or a, or a or a third party that can come in and say, "Hey, guys, you fucked up. It's time to well, start we, over." You know, we have checks and balances all over the place, but like, it's it's gone beyond that. Unfortunately, it's gone beyond like somebody telling them to knock it off. But I mean. The political – I can't imagine the political pressure on these people. Like seriously, dude. Like I can't – right now the entire country is watching Congress. 
like okay. watching them with very very intently trying to figure out what this is and i uh, you know and it's funny i i've heard some people say that this doesn't affect them very much like a, a lot of you know conservative talk shows and things of that sort have said you know what the sun rose today like it, it, that kind of thing mm-hmm. and i'm like and i just i look i hear that and i'm like you really just don't give a shit about people, do you? Like, I mean, we're talking about uh, we're talking about almost a million people directly. Mm-hmm. This is nothing about the indirect effect, not to mention the economic one. Well, I mean, there's just a lot of things that aren't operating right now that people take for you know, gone for a couple of days. Sure, they can live with it, but people, you know, right. visit national parks every day. People have plans around these places and that's just well, one facet of the government uh, national park well, i'm wondering what's going to happen like we don't have we 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 don't have the fda there's no food and drug administration like, oh really it, yeah so like health department stuff and- yes oh like, my god I, I, like i mean and i i say all this and i don't mean that all of a sudden it's not uh, like it's easy to break the law i'm not <laughs> saying that at all because like I, you know, if anyone did something really stupid, there I have no doubt that they will eventually be prosecuted. Like it's not like the laws are not going. It's not like the laws went away. It's like we have less of ability to enforce them at the moment. So I right. mean, if you do something now, yeah, you might not. They, you have a less. You have less of a chance of getting caught now. But assuming that this thing goes, like you know, assuming that they can agree on a budget eventually, uh-huh. then yeah, that. That that doesn't absolve you from crying. <laughs> so what you're saying is this isn't a good time to go Breaking Bad. No. Okay. No, probably okay. not. If you're listening, folks, I mean, by the time this is released, you probably could have gone Breaking Bad. But if the, by the chance you haven't yet, refrain from going Breaking Bad. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Just making sure. I want to make sure our listeners are covered in this time are, are of need. Are you leading me into Ann Coulter? I think you might be. Well, it's getting late, my good sir. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I just had a real quick... This is a tweet from Ann Coulter saying, Breaking Bad shows the importance of having a gun in the home. Uh, Do you know who that woman is? No. She's, a, she's an uber conservative on like talk shows and things like that. She writes a lot of books, basically. And she's crazy. I mean, she, I, and you know what's sad is I really don't think... She might believe this. I doubt it. I think she's just trying to turn, turn heads. Can I be honest? I, sure. Uh, the, her last five tweets make me hate her. Right. So that's her job. I don't hate it, people very often. Right. I, I hear you, man. Like, I promise you, she is – that is her job. That she, she, get, she makes money on the fact that people hate her. Same with Rush. It's it's. The, I've never understood hate media, like people who get paid. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. Do not get me wrong. There are plenty of people who love love those people, but I, I don't like those people. But, it, it, yeah, I don't like people that love hate media. If you're talking about simple majority, I think most people would tell you that culture is a she devil <laughs> or a dumbass. Like, okay, like literally, like having a gun in the home. Like, what about the Breaking Bad finale? I know. Requ- that's, like that's, that's the other thing. She could have even like said maybe the 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 third last episode. Sure, maybe. <laughs> and like we're we're avoiding spoilers here, folks, because it is the finale of one of the best TV shows ever. Um, but like, yeah, like 
I would think this would be more a reason to, you know, have universal health care. You yeah. know, avoid the whole freaking series. She's whatever. She's stupid. whatever. She's I don't know. See, that's the thing. I don't I actually don't think she's stupid. I think she's me. She, I think she I think she is evil in the sense that I think she's taking advantage of people hating her. So she's an actress is what you're saying. Yes, I do. So I she's don't think smart she, enough to act like an idiot. Yes. Okay. She does it well. That's I I mean I could be wrong. I um I I, I kind of hope I am, but my take on it is is that she doesn't actually believe this. She's trying to sell books. And that I mean and then that sparks the conversation of that 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 is one of the reasons why we are so divided as a country is because the political talking points on television have been so divided that yeah. it just it, that it 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 feeds into people's psychoses. See, this is what I don't understand is like why would anybody want to be the president of the United States? It feels like I maybe would... twenty years ago it was a position that was well respected. Have you seen? Have you seen uh, the the West Wing series? Uh, no, that's actually <laughs> the I my wife and I have been watching it recently, and damn man, like I don't I couldn't be president. Like the kind of I mean, and, and I, yeah, of course I get it. It's drama, whatever. But I, I I have to imagine that the job is like that. Like you have just constant people of of coming to you asking you for things. <laughs> It's not necessarily the asking for stuff. It's the it's just the constant well, hating you hate. too. Yeah, like how can you get anything for done? for Canadian people constantly hating you? You would you would shrivel up and die. I mean, like, like seriously, you would you would not be able to please everybody. Okay, that's the lesson that you would have to learn, and I don't think you'd learn it. I'm a pretty stereotypical Canadian that I'm I'm nice and easily kind of. Uh, a soft shelled if you will but you know there are canadians out there that have no feelings like they are robots i mean okay. we have one for a prime minister right now um, okay he's a robot i we could talk about this a great deal more we could and i realized this wasn't as as funny as our show usually is but i felt it was kind of important to like me kind of lay this out because i can't I can't imagine the perception is from the outside, like from the other countries, just going like, "What the fuck is going on in the states?" It looks childish. like have you guys have you guys completely just given up? Like, what's going on there? Well, to 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 me as Can- as a Canadian, it, it just looks really childish. To the government, it's probably just like you know, like keep on trucking kind of thing. Like the we we have similar things where the government will not meet like it's not shut down like all the federal employees still have their jobs um by the way yeah but uh you know they they just cancel meetings i guess at the worst but you know (laughs) over like i i i find it very tough to understand that i'm unable to pass a budget and it shuts down i think if you're unable to pass a budget and you get to a point where you can't agree then someone needs to be tossed out the budget is always a huge thing, huge. Yeah, and it's just, it, yeah. Ugh, money, man, money. More money, more problems. It's true. We have well, we actually don't have as much of it as well, we used to. So. Less money, <laughs> more problems, I guess. Uh, I would do. You, do you want to talk about? Oh yeah, your, yeah. This is uh, screw your government shutdown. Someone defaced <laughs> the Great One statues in Bramford, Ontario, and the great, I. You mean um, Brian Cranston? 
No, we are not talking about Breaking no. Bad anymore, and Aaron he's Paul. American. Vince no. Gilligan. No, they're all American. Wayne Gretzky, good sir. Oh. Edmonton Oilers, one of the greatest players to ever Me. play the great game. Who? Who? Wayne Gretzky. Who's that? Wayne Gretzky. He has a statue in Brantford, Ontario. Uh, it's an Ontario dude. I am. Um, Anyways, he, he is the greatest was hockey he like player alive. He's not a, well, he doesn't play anymore, man. Play what? Some hockey. Someone spray oh, painted his his statues, and if if you're listening to this podcast, for shame. <laughs> I didn't he play for the, he played for the Kings. Yeah, after he won a bunch of cups in Edmonton, I think. Yeah, he played be, for the Kings. I remember that. Yeah, don't bring that up. A lot of Canadians don't like the fact that he was traded to the Kings. No shit, really? It was a huge For deal. Serious? Like I, I didn't know that. There was a, it, there was a press conference, and it was probably one of the most depressing days in hockey ever. There, I'm serious. There are YouTube videos where there he is crying at a podium because he has been traded. Oh man, really? Oh, he so agreed he didn't to the, go. Oh, he agreed to the trade. I mean, at a certain point, but he was he was upset. He was you well, know. I don't blame him. I mean, if you had to, if you had to trade between, uh, you know, playing hockey in Canada or not playing, you know, playing hockey in America and not playing hockey at all, then I guess I'd go with playing hockey in America. Oh, he uh, he got so much money for trading to the. To oh, the I'm States. sure. I just mean that, like, I I kind of feel bad for him now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's just one of those moments in hockey history that was very upsetting for Canadians. You know, kind of, almost as upsetting probably as like you know the Toronto Maple Leafs not winning a Stanley Cup in the last almost fifty years, but like <laughs> I think it's it's up there. And for somebody, this this would be the, okay. This would be, just to put it in per- context for Americans, this would be like when that RoboCop statue actually gets built in Detroit. If someone spray painted that, I think <laughs> I think that's that's the comparison that will help. You guys understand because I know you guys love your RoboCop. All right, Detroit does. How does Canadians do that to each other? How can you spray paint the Great One? I'm pretty sure it was an American. (laughs) Good call. Because you guys are up here because all our national parks are open. I know, right? (laughs) Or you you have you know you have a health service. You have you know you actually give a shit. Yeah, you guys came up here, got some free Tylenol. Then know, on right? your Tylenol high, you spray painted the Great One statue. All right, man. I think that's going to wrap us up. Hopefully, dude, can you imagine? Oh, man, if this goes another week. who We might be talking about this next Thursday. Yeah, we might. Hopefully, it'll be more idiocy. Well, hopefully, we'll have some answers. Yeah. I right, answers. Answers. That's funny. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. My Twitter persona as it were is the lazy elephant ryan's is unhappy beaver which is not true he's actually a pretty happy guy i try uh your feedback and reviews are appreciated we love love the five stars on the itunes and you know what if you give us five stars on the itunes i will give you a shout out and maybe that will help government somehow i don't know how i didn't work that out i'm gonna move on from this joke uh my normal twitter account is peace wicker Ryan's is Ryan Murphy. Ryan, what's going on? Um, let's pimpage uh, Extra Life. Um, oh, charity. Yeah. Extra Life Charity. Uh, the team that we are on, or at least supporting, is the Gamers In team. 
um, filled with a cavalcade of worldwide stars who will be playing video games for 25 hours. 25? Uh, 25. It's on November 2nd, which is 25 the... 25 hours? Yeah. I thought it was 24. Well, it's 25 this year because they moved it to the 2nd of October, which coincides oh. with the time change. You don't mean it in 2nd of October. 2nd of November. 2nd of October was yesterday. (laughs) Sorry. But uh, if you want more information, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2013. And I'll probably have an easier URL to remember soon. We're just still getting our ducks in a row, but that's where you can go for our team page. Paul, you're going to be participating in some fashion. I really want to. You want to. I I really want to. I think it'll happen. Cool. Um, I absolutely would love to participate. It's for the kids. It is for the kids. Um, we currently have about 10 people on our team, and I'm sure you'll find somebody within uh, your uh, uh, area that you could donate to. Um, of course, we're all over the uh, children's hospitals are all over the world. Um, and if you just want to play video games for 25 hours, it's a really good excuse, and it's for <laughs> charity. It makes you feel good. Absolutely. All right, man, I think that's going to do it. Thank you all so very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Wait, is this a government-funded podcast? We're doing this for free, right? Goddamn government.